he said it because of his wet blanket energy. Unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons, we're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Let's creep and guys, we have breaking news. We are doing the hard hitting journalism that we have told you guys that we are going to be doing and we have something so important basically we've been hot off the press hot off the fucking press we've already recorded the whole episode it is wednesday night and i am finishing up editing but we were like no we need to actually drop everything we're doing get back on and record this part for you because Wow, 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 wow. Basically, if we were a newspaper, we would already be going to print, but thankfully we're a podcast Mm -hmm. and we can add in these last minute things when urgent breaking news occurs. And that urgent breaking news, Greg Sadboy Grippo, AKA the boy who didn't go to Paris, did in fact go to Paris. Greg Sadboy Grippo has touched down in London. Okay, but that's not Paris. I'm like, he didn't go to Paris, but he went to London, which is like pretty close. It's like... It's pretty close. I mean, he's on his way. And he's with Clemence in London currently. Yes. This is the soft launch of their relationship, guys. Like, we have screenshots right now of stories that have been posted on... Oh, and also, just a side note. Someone who speaks French DM'd Stephanie and said that Clemence's name is pronounced like Clemence. So, we're trying over here. I think we were pretty close, though. Honestly. Yeah, no promises because old habits die hard, but we'll try our very best to pronounce it Claymons. And I I mean, do we really think that Greg's calling her Claymons? No, he's probably just calling her Beb. Like literally not calling her any name at all. Beb, can you please pass me that donut? We'll get to it, guys. They ate donuts today. Okay. So this is what uh, Greg... The boy who went to Paris. I know it's not Paris, but, like, <laughs> he just needs to be. No, but I think so it's in this- funny, though, because we've been, like, does Greg speak French? Like, how is he going to make this work? And I just think it's funny that, like, he didn't fucking go to Paris. He went to London, where he doesn't have to learn a new language. It's just so much easier to navigate London than it is Paris. I'm less I'm less shocked or concerned about London versus Paris. He still traveled internationally to go be with his long-distance love. Yes. No, this is a big deal. This is a soft launch. This is a very big deal. I don't care if he's learning French or not. I care that he's getting on a jet plane and and going to see his lover, Mm -hmm. proving that this is the real deal. He doesn't care about paradise. He cares about Mm Claymonts, and that's his priority. I... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that our podcast last week (laughs) is what pushed Greg over the edge because he probably was sitting there in the middle of like making TikToks with Andrew and saying, you know what? Why can't I go to Paris? Like I don't, I have unlimited PTO as an influencer. I don't really have much holding me back. Mm -hmm. Clay I'm on the next flight. And she's like, wee wee. And (laughs) wee wee, babe. See you in London. But I'm sure, like, they're probably just met in London, and I'm sure she's going to be like, okay, let's and go then back let's to my go pad. To, probably, yeah. I mean, who knows how long he'll even... This could be a whole European journey that will follow, and exactly. this is just the first stop. Exactly. So, that, yeah, they might go to Paris after, or somewhere else. But w- believe me, we will be tracking it the whole time. And this is the first time we've seen him go international since he's been dating this girl. Correct. So... This is a big deal. This is like a huge, huge deal. She's. We know that she came a few weeks ago, and they only spent like we. We don't know if they got. She green was in, in New, New York, York for like still... a day. Right. We don't know how much of that time was spent together, but we know today, based on Clemence's Instagram stories, that they spent a whole lovely little day together. 
And you don't just travel to London to spend a day. He's probably going to be spending several oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. days, if not weeks. Again, right. unlimited PTO unlimited with PTO, this man. Right. Bringing so it back to he that. doesn't really have much holding him back. Totally. I think they're going to be on a little like dating honeymoon. So let's run down what they've been doing because mm-hmm. this has been like a fun-filled day that we've seen yes. so far. Go ahead. Take it away. Claymont's got to London before Greg did, it seems, because I was already like on this. I'm like, okay, she's traveling. Where is she going? Do you think she'll meet up with Greg? Oh, no, she's in London. Okay, um, maybe this is a work trip or something. But then today we see Greg touch down in London as well. And it seems basically what they did today. They started at Borough Market. And then basically there's just lots of photos of different foods that they ate at the market. So we have some oysters. We have a picture of these little, like, they look like empanada croissant things. But there's two of them, which is alluding to the soft launch of the relationship. I'll get to that in a second. Then, so another picture of the empanada uh, croissant things. We have a salted caramel and honeycomb donut. So they're just like walking around the market, having a little love fest, trying all the different foods. And this is the most important part, guys. The last stop on their like eating fest destination was to drink two beers. And I (laughs) firmly believe that... You can always tell, I, or at least I feel, I can always tell when my friends are kind of getting into a relationship or they're kind of seeing someone and it's getting more serious. When you see them starting to post food pics and there's another place setting like in the background, like you'll see a brunch place setting and then like you'll see a, there's someone sitting across from them and there's another brunch setting because that's usually what you do when you're in a relationship, you go and eat things and drink things. So the fact of the matter is there's two beers in this story and you see Greg's sleeve of his sweatshirt behind the two beers. So this is a soft launch of a fucking relationship, people. This is someone testing the waters. They're finally like posting together, if you will. So if you mosey on over to Greg's Instagram page, he is not posting on stories, he posted on his feed, and there are several photos of him drinking said beer, but he's drinking it from the bottle. You see his, like he's wearing a dark jacket, Mm -hmm. which is what you see in the background of her Instagram story, and it's just, and his captions Gregory in London. And he, in the background is Tower Bridge. And then the next photo on Clemence's story after all the food pics is Tower Bridge. So they're in yeah. the same place together. Yeah. Who's the hottest in the world right now? Greg touched down in London town. Take me on a trip. I like to go. That's Clemence's part. That's the part. She yeah. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, Greg. Well, I this is it. very. Oh my god! And then it's wait. What? Hold on. What? Then the next. I really want to come. I wait. I really want to come kick it with you. You'll be my American boy. This is their song. I know. Wait. Oh my god. It's so nice that we could move on to a different song for Greg. What was the other one? (laughs) All too well in Katie's Twelve Days of Messy. Oh yeah. We're moving on to happier songs. American boy. (laughs) American boy. So yeah, this is really exciting. Obviously, we're going to be closely monitoring this Euro trip. We, w- I wish we had like, in a perfect world, we would have a website where we have like a virtual map and it's like, where in the world is Greg and Clemence? <laughs> and we would move the little pins around for all the different places that they're hitting. But for now, we'll just stalk their Insta stories and let you guys know on the pod. But what's killing me is that, so like we said, this is a last minute add into <laughs> this episode. It's Wednesday night. He, we know he's there right now. So there's going to be so many updates, I'm assuming. Yeah. Until next week. We have to wait a whole week. So just know that next week we'll probably have a lot to tell you about 
where in the world Greg and Clay Mons are. Question for you. Do you think at the end of this trip is going to be the hard launch of their relationship? We're getting a lot of soft launching. We're getting a lot of putting the pieces together. You know they're together. When someone posts two play settings of something, you know they're seeing someone. Are we going to end this whole trip with like a couple's photo on a fucking grid? I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's grid or not, but I will say there will be some kind of launch because I don't, Claymont's going to New York. It was probably for work. She also, I think, has mm-hmm. family there because her Instagram says Paris and New York. Yeah. So she has reasons to go to New York. Greg has no reason to go right. internationally except for her. Unless he has some type of and work I'm like, project I'm not privy don't to. Know, but I don't think so. No. Greg is there for her, <laughs> yeah, and that is 100%. 100% the reason. Like, I don't think there's any TikTok te- challenge that's making him go overseas. <laughs> so I think this is a much bigger step in their relationship. It's mm-hmm. not just her going to New York where he happens to live right. because she has a modeling gig. He is going to London slash Paris slash Europe. And that is a very big step. Mm-hmm. I mean, flights aren't cheap. No. Those air miles, you know. They can only get you so far. Sometimes you need to they put down some so cold, far. hard cash. Yeah. Right. So, we'll thankfully, <laughs> Greg has unlimited PTO, as we said, and, like, a hefty salary. Exactly. We make a lot of assumptions. It's, like, not like he's posting some <laughs> crazy brand deals all the time. Like, he's not, he's, like, barely a real influencer. Like, he Wait, posts, like, like, an ad every two that's months. not true i feel like every single time i see him post now it's a fucking ad oh, because he rarely okay. posts so every time he posts i go i'm like oh yes greg content i'm so here for it and it's like him standing in front of a peloton and i'm like greg i know you don't <laughs> fucking ride on that peloton but whatever i'll sit here and watch you okay pretend to so he's a career it. boy really powering up yeah and he'll be her american boy american boy kanye give us the rights to the song because i just want to play it right now yeah so until that happens, you'll just get our singing of it. This is number one champion sound. Yeah, still. We okay, anything else? <laughs> or do you want to sing the whole song? No. Who's the hottest in the world right now? <laughs> Greg Touchdown in London town. I'm on a high. I'm going to be on a high for the rest of the night while I finish editing the episode. Cool. Yeah, so au revoir. We'll see. We'll tell you guys. Right? Is that that's Yeah, right? that's, that's French. Okay. Yes, au revoir. Au revoir. See you later. Yeah, that, I guess moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Katie and John Hershey went on Caitlin Bristow's podcast and they dropped a few bombs. So one of them being that John and Katie seem to be really bothered by the fact that Blake, do you remember when Blake went on Mike Johnson's podcast? And yes, he, it I was like his, so. his main interview that he did. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about it a few episodes ago. And he kind of alluded to the fact that he wasn't sure if there was emotional cheating. So apparently John and Katie listened to that podcast and they were a little pissed. So I actually have the clip of okay. them yeah, talking to about to hear it. what they actually said. That interview with Blake. I witnessed their whole relationship, I mean, as much as I could have as her friend, like Mm -hmm. as her best friend. And I watched how much effort she put into that relationship while it was falling apart. And what really pissed me off about that, like listening to that podcast, was when there started to be a narrative get painted that she was putting no effort in. And Blake was the only one putting effort into it at the end. And furthermore, that in that time where she was absent that she was somehow emotionally cheating with me. Mm. And I'm sitting back and I tried not to say anything for a while, but when that narrative came to be, I was like, I can't stay silent about this because I you. watched her like suffer at the yeah. end of that relationship yeah. as her friend before there was anything mm-hmm. between us. And it just it just pissed me off. He watched her <sighs> suffer. Those are those are fighting words to say that someone is suffering at the end of a relationship. 
Sure. And and I'm sure that it was hard for both of them, Blake and Katie. You know, their engagement is literally falling apart. They're trying to do long distance. They're coming off of Mm -hmm. a TV show. You barely, like, I get that. The thing that was most interesting to me is John keeps saying, as a best friend, I was there for her and watching this. And I'm just like, I don't think you can go from being someone's genuine platonic best friend to immediately dating them right after honestly like if he's really being honest about the situation when he was katie's best friend quote unquote he definitely was like at least found her attractive and there were definitely in my opinion feelings of more than friend i think there has to be if you're gonna end up dating like shortly after so when they say uh, there was some emotional cheating going on when blake says that i believe him and i don't see why they're like so adamantly denying it because i don't think you can go from pure platonic friends to all of a sudden you wake up one morning, oh, oh, now we're dating and we're in love. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, my opinion on the whole situation. The fact that they're like, how could Blake possibly say there was emotional cheating? And I'm like, I don't know, because it kind of sounds like there was. There's nothing wrong, like there's nothing really wrong with it at the end of the day. You didn't act on those feelings, but like don't pretend like those feelings were never there, you know? It kind of makes me think like, re- remember that uh, TikTok challenge where it's like, I'm going to kiss my best guy friend and see what happens. And it's that yeah, song, yeah, yes, Electric Love. And it's like, first of all, that challenge makes me cringe because I don't believe any of those are real. But like, oh, was I Katie... I wanted to though so badly. I oh my God, they make that me was a good vomit. Era oh, I hate Ugh. those. But it, it makes me think, were Katie and John just like sitting on a couch and like Katie like grazes his hand by accident and then they lock eyes and they start making out and like instantly realize that they like each other or was this a slow burn I'm leaning towards with what you're saying it it probably was a slow burn and then they're like oh shit like we really like each other right I don't think they did the TikTok challenge where (laughs) the girl goes up to her guy best friend and then they instantly fall in love I just we never saw that TikTok so obviously it didn't happen right I'm sure it's in their drafts that they did the challenge. <laughs> they must have. That's the only explanation. But yeah, I, I just, they have been so defensive this whole time. I don't get why they can't just like. Well, people are it. saying that. They're like, this was such a great, they haven't really done interviews together. This was such a great mm-hmm. opportunity for them to say, this is how we got together. This is the timeline of everything. And they really mm-hmm. didn't. And they actually went as far as to say that Blake was capitalizing off of the, yeah, the breakup. Yeah, which I think is, like, taking it a little too far. Well, so, and John is very nice about it, John Hershey. Mm-hmm. And here is what he said about him capitalizing. Okay. I did not have a negative opinion of Blake at all. Yeah. Like, I, we had fun together. We did an escape room, and we, we hung out all day. Yeah. But that's why when that happened, I was disappointed at first. And then I realized, I was like, this is him capitalizing on this opportunity, which I understand. I get how it works. Like, seeing this world now for the past almost a year oh my god yeah it's crazy but yeah it just when it was at the expense of my friend i was just i couldn't it was frustrating at the expense of his friend it's like okay but isn't she your girlfriend now well at the time though oh when blake's saying there was emotional cheating so it's like then they're dating yeah, I can't and keep up with this semantics. fucking timeline. That's a little silly. But sorry, what were you going to say? What What did I say? I said, um, hold on. Oh, was he capitalizing or was he just telling his side of how he felt? Like he said, right. as far as he's concerned, he, he's not sure if there was emotional cheating going on or not. That's right. not that crazy of a thought. Like, no, we're all thinking it. I think yeah, we all too. think it. It's the normal <laughs> thought. Also, like Blake was on... He was the final contestant on a TV show. Of course he's going to be giving interviews after the relationship has broken up. That's what everybody does. And I don't think that's a 
capitalizing on his 15 minutes of fame thing. I think that's just a, he was on a TV show and he's talking about the relationship that he had on the TV show. Also, like we know firsthand because we interview these people, like mm -hmm. these people are getting asked questions. It's not like he's like waving this red flag saying like, Katie emotionally cheated on me. Like he was asked a right. question on an interview and brought it and and was had honest discussion about it. about it. Yeah, he talked about how he felt. That's why, I don't know, the whole thing just rubs me the wrong way how Katie and John Hershey have continued to kind of like dig their heels in on this. So Blake has actually responded to the Ooh, capitalizing hello. comment. Okay. He was doing an ask me anything on Instagram and someone commented and said, any comments on someone saying you took advantage of the public breakup? Um, we're all entitled to our opinions. They haven't spoken anything up to this point. They're allowed to have their opinions and share their side of things. Um, but we all just want this to go away. And so I will not ignite it and we'll just diffuse it. And it's all good. Yeah, no, that was a man taking the high road. You're right. Who was his PR manager? Because I want to shake her hand. <laughs> Probably like Lori. No, it is. PR. It's Lori P <laughs> Public Relations. I follow her now on Instagram. She follows me. And like That's she funny. represents like every single Bachelor Nation person. And she's very yeah. close with... Blake. So I'm sure that she may have advised him on that response, but that was a very smart response. He says, we all want this to go away. Do, does everyone? Because I don't know if Katie and John want it to go away. Right. It kind of feels like the opposite. I feel like- Like Blake wants it to go away. Right. Like talk about capitalizing on a situation. Who's the one who did 12 days of messy and publicly aired out all of this stuff in buildup to announcing this relationship? Like two seconds after she broke up with Blake. Like that wasn't necessary. She could have just quietly dated John Hershey in normal life and moved on and that's it. They've been kind of milking it this whole time. Two things on that. The reason, so in the interview, they say the reason why they came out with their relationship is because they didn't want people spotting them in public and making their own assumptions. They wanted to basically just say like, this is what it is. Don't do, like, I'm not dealing with rumors. And then two, mm -hmm. she talked about 12 Days of Messy and said that she told Blake about it and he was fine. Like he wasn't offended by the okay. uh, never getting back together. But so he knew about it. And she also then for the millionth time alludes to the fact that Greg's song was all too well, but she has not confirmed it still. I didn't, fi I didn't think that was something <laughs> worth bringing up because we, I mean, if you really go back and how many times we talked about this, like we've talked about 12 days of messy for probably 12 episodes. So I don't want to yeah, dig too much back true. into that, but yeah, if you're going to talk about capitalizing, I don't know if Blake being asked a question on a podcast and answering it counts as capitalizing when you had a whole Instagram series about it. And I remember she was like, tag Taylor Swift. Like she wanted this thing to go like worldwide, international viral. Yeah. To announce your relationship with John Hershey. Remember when she did tag Taylor Swift? It was like, I have, a, it was something to the effect of like, I have a message that I'm trying to get someone because like Taylor had the new song Message in a Bottle on the um, new Red album or whatever. But it's just like, you really think Taylor, Allison Swift is going to be like, oh, okay, Katie, I'll write you a song. And that's how you can get your message to someone. Like, what, what was she expecting? Yeah, I guess I shoot for the moon, whatever. And if you fail, you'll land among the stars. Right. So... So that's my advice to you, Katie. <laughs> There's some beautiful advice, some vague, inspirational classroom poster. Advice. I was just going to say classroom poster. And <laughs> I like, just remember that like in fourth grade, like that was always the poster on something. I also want to put out there that like, I actually, I really like Katie. I thought she was 
a good bachelorette. I think she's really cute. I like how outspoken mm -hmm. she is about things. I am team Blake in the sides of like who was wrong and who was right here. Right. But I also think Blake is right. It is time to move on. So we should just move on. Right. And also just like being in the wrong in like a situation of a breakup and getting into a new relationship is fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no one's saying like you guys murdered someone. So like it's not that serious. Yes. Was there probably emotional cheating? And like it probably wasn't the best way to handle things timeline wise. Maybe. People but make like, mistakes. That's fine. Like, you followed your heart. Yeah. Like it's no one's going to get everything perfect 100% of the time. Like it's fine. But they keep harping on it. Like, maybe they really yeah. want to be seen as the good guys. You know? Maybe. It kind of reminds me of Ari. Like, was it great that you proposed to someone and then took away the proposal and went after right. someone else? That's not great. However, you found the love of your life and you got your happy ending. So at the end of the day, it's all good. And I feel like that's the situation here. I do think Katie and John will end up like, I think mm -hmm. they're going to stay together and yeah. they're going to probably yeah, get yeah. married. And if that's what it took to get to your husband... Go off, sis. Whatever. Yeah, like, it like, happens. It happens. You know, yeah. shoot for the moon. Exactly. Be among those stars, baby. Yeah. Okay. There's no me and team or something like that. Yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> no, it's I and team. <laughs> what other classroom posters can we give as advice to Katie? Um, this one's not good advice for Katie, but I remember one that was like, reading is to the mind as running is to the body. I like something that. Something to and think about, people. How about just because something is difficult doesn't mean you should try. It just means you should try harder. Yeah. Did you Google classroom posters? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Katie, hold on. Give me a minute. You were made to be awesome. That's it? The future, the future, <laughs> the future depends on what you do today. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think from real life. Why am I? I'm not finding like good enough ones. I want to find like the old 90s ones. I don't think there were good ones. This is funny. Oh, yeah. Like dare to soar. Like these with like the bird. Yes. yes. Dare to soar. Wait, people. there's more to it. Okay. <laughs> okay, Katie. My advice to you is dare to soar. Your attitude almost always determines your altitude in life. Ooh, so true. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get that one tattooed on me. <laughs> Lastly, so this interview was like pretty juicy, but I was surprised that this is public knowledge and I didn't know about it. But do you know that Blake's name is not Blake? It's Jonathan. No, I did not know that. I feel like I I, I can only refer to him as Jonathan, as Jonathan? Blake. I'll I'll Justin Jonathan Bobby. Blake. JB okay. because yeah, like we need the Blake in there because otherwise people will be no like, one's gonna know what we're talking about but Jonathan. like oh, we're just gonna casually be like oh yeah by the way his name's Jonathan I guess Jonathan. it's like a Justin Bobby situation he literally like, is Justin Bobby JB yeah. same initials yeah. too truth and time tells all that, amen that on an elementary school poster <laughs> seriously with Justin Bobby's face like <laughs> oh, beautiful okay moving on so we have talked quite a bit about, you know, Tasha being no longer working on the ABC podcasts, and we've wondered why. There really wasn't any answer as to why. We speculated quite a bit, but Clay Harbor was on Peter Weber's podcast, and he alluded to why he believes Tasha is no longer with those podcasts, and it's pretty telling. So here is the clip. I'm going to shout out my girl, Macy. She's our listener, and she she literally will creep for us and send in stories that she thinks are good. And this one is gold and not something that was on my radar. So thank you, Macy, for sending this my way. Oh, yes, Macy. You know, I love Tasha. We were together on Bachelor in Paradise. You know, me and her were both from the first day to the last day. I love Tasha. Spent a lot of time with her. 
But um, apparently through the grapevine, she was difficult to work with. I don't know what that means. I don't know if anybody, I don't know. That's just a rumor that I heard. And that uh, Michelle, you know, got the job when, uh, you know, they decided that Tasha might not be the right fit. So. That's kind of where I was going with things that like she, because now Tasha is guest hosting Daily Pop. She went to all these Oscar parties. Like clearly she doesn't need these ABC podcasts. Like she's right. good on her own. But I wonder if the vibe she was giving off on these ABC podcasts was like, hey, I'm a celebrity and I need XYZ. And maybe they just want to deal with people that are a little more. I don't know. When I think of like Michelle and Becca and the people that they put on the podcast as hosts, they're very much like into the Bachelor brand, you know what I mean? I think they, like, I think Becca has really embodied being like a spokesperson for the Bachelor brand. Like she's hosting Bachelor Live and I'm sure Michelle's kind of gonna end up doing a similar take on it. And I think Taysha was always in her mind, like I'm onto better things, people. Yeah, so like I, Bachelor is a stepping stone. Totally. And I don't know if like difficult to work with just means she just like wasn't prioritizing like recording the podcast because she wanted to work on other things and was getting other opportunities. Or if that means like- Diva behavior. Yeah, like diva behavior or giving pushback on like things that they were wanted her to talk about on the podcast. Obviously we don't really know and we won't know till Tasha comes on the pod. But very good insight that Clay has heard it through the grapevine because Clay's grapevine is people that are in that world. So I'm yeah. sure this this comes from someone that may know something. I don't think this mm -hmm. is just people on Instagram gossiping. This is people that have connections to the actual people yeah. that know. But, you know, congrats to Michelle for getting that new gig. I, I'm yeah. sure she's gonna be amazing in that role with Becca. And congrats to Tisha, who is now like going to the Oscars and no, yeah, like I working mean, with E! News. No, I mean, always bound for bigger and better things you know my thoughts our girl's gonna pop absolutely off i mean being a guest host on e is like a really big deal and i'm sure the guest hosting is just like kind of a test run to see how she does doing the, the show yeah pop. like she can become like a i don't know like a juliana rancic person you know yeah. So maybe Taisha was a little bit difficult to work with because it wasn't something she really wanted to do with her life. Michelle is kind of already established in her career. Like she has her, her job being a teacher that she's continued to do and then does these bachelor things on the side. That's true. But yeah. whereas I think Taisha is more like, no, I'm Taisha. I'm going to be a worldwide A-list celeb. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. So I could see how that's just like a better fit for both of them. Yeah. Taisha would probably get like, talks too much in class, like on her report card. <laughs> Most likely to become famous. That's difficult to work with. <laughs> difficult to work with. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Moving on. Speaking of Tasha, so Caitlin on her podcast shared how, basically how she found out that she and Tasha were no longer going to be hosting The Bachelorette. So we've talked about this, how mm -hmm. Jesse just casually mentions in that episode, like, I'm along for the journey, by the way, and I'm going to be hosting... Gabby and Rachel season. Apparently, according to Caitlin, that's how she found out that she wasn't going to be the host. So I have what she said. We have a lot of clips this week. Okay, so I've been getting a lot of questions whether or not I'm being on the next Bachelorette season. So I thought I would just quickly touch base on it. I saw at the end of the finale, he was announcing the two Bachelorettes and he said he was going to be by their side for that. So I uh, guess, spoiler alert, I'm not coming back. I think Jesse's amazing. He'll be a great host and I hope he helps Gabby and Rachel in any way that he can. It's been a wild year and 
and I'm coming off filming two Bachelorette seasons, my live podcast tour, and now ending the Dancing with the Stars tour. I want to support Gabby and Rachel and be there for them so bad. I think it makes sense to have a woman being there for them. But I also do want to prioritize being at home with Jason and the boys and start planning my wedding and catch up on my businesses. So hashtag blessing in disguise, I guess. Well, so what I'm getting for that is not only did she... Was she not really formally told? But it's something that she wanted to continue doing. It definitely seems, I, th- I think by her, she's being very nice by supporting yeah. Jesse and saying like, you know, good on him. However, her saying, I think it makes sense for a woman proves that like she would have done this in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. Where it gets a little weird is now Tasha has publicly confirmed that ABC did give her and Caitlin a heads up. So... I have this information. Okay. So Tasha spoke to Us Weekly at a Oscar viewing party and said, mm-hmm. Caitlin and I both had a phone call weeks prior saying that we were they were going forward with Jesse, so it wasn't really a surprise. I'm very happy for him. I feel like he's been so sweet and kind to me, so I wish everyone that takes the position the very best, and I'm excited to see the new season. So people are just confused with, like, Caitlin, if you actually, like, after I saw Tasha's comment, I, like, went back and listened to Caitlin's comment again. And, like, mm-hmm. I guess semantics, she didn't say that's when she found out. She's just like, spoiler alert, I'm not hosting. So maybe that was just her funny way of sharing that she's not the host because Tasha's clearly saying that they did get a heads up. So if Caitlin's saying she didn't, who's telling the truth? Right. Well, and in Tasha's case too, it's like she doesn't really have a reason to like lie or put the Bachelor producers in a positive way because she's no longer associated with the franchise literally at all. Whereas I think Caitlin's still kind of riding that line. Whereas Tasha's like totally close that door. So that's why it's like, she doesn't really have any reason to like protect them or make them sound like they handled the situation better than they actually did, you know? Mm. But, and you're right, semantics wise, Caitlin never said they didn't have a phone call before. She just says, Jesse said it. So spoiler alert, I'm not hosting, which could just be taken as like, I mean, if you literally look at what she's saying, she's not saying this is when I found out. It was just very much right. implied. And until Tasha made these other comments, that's what everyone took. That right. That's how they found out. But and now that she's saying, saying that it, in a sense, because it's like that's when the public found out. Because I'm sure it's not so, like they can have that phone call and be like, okay, we're not going to be hosting it. But they can't run out and say it. Like they need to wait till it's like officially announced by ABC. So yeah. maybe that's kind of m- more what she meant. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think they did get a phone call, and Caitlin's basically just saying that Jesse announcing it on the show is like that's that's what yeah. it is. I think Caitlin though wanted to do it more than Tasha. And do you think that maybe had a factor in them not continuing with either of them? I don't know. I do agree that Caitlyn wanted to do it more than Tasha. Yeah. There's so much we don't know. I, I still stand by the whole Tasha exit from Bachelor Nation is slightly sketchy. Something went down. I want to know what it is. Well, it's because she's not a pleasure to have in class, apparently. Allegedly. Yeah, that's very alleged. And I'm I'm not sure because there's also people who think she was really upset with how it was handled of how she was like forced to talk about her breakup with Zach on, I don't remember what that was, if it was Women Tell All or in After the Final Rose or something. So people have theorized that. And then she was like, all right, I'm done with this franchise. I don't want to have to like be forced to air out things like that. Point is we'll never know until she tells us. Gabby and Rachel's season is in full swing. They are filming. Love is forming. I'm sure there are hearts breaking. As you are listening to this podcast, there are hearts 
breaking mm-hmm. right now. So, Reality Steve dropped a quote-unquote spoiler, but I don't even know if it's a spoiler because it's already been denied, but Reality Steve put out a spoiler saying that Connor B, the cat from KD's mm-hmm. season, will be joining their season. So, like, a a Blake Jonathan Moynes showing up mid-season, a Nick Vial showing up on yeah, Caitlyn's yeah, yeah. mid-season. That's what Connor B is was supposed to apparently do. But Connor B has wholeheartedly disagreed and shut down this rumor, and it's a little crazy. So I have some tweets. And side note, Connor B's Twitter handle is Sad Oat. <laughs> Aw, Sad Oat. I know, he reminds me of Eeyore, a little WBE. Definitely some WBE. Okay, so Connor tweets, Reality Steve drops a dumbass rumor that I'm going back on Bachelorette and suddenly I'm flooded with the meanest things anyone has ever said about me. A great reminder why I wouldn't go back on the show. Then he goes on and says, we get it. I'm cringy, annoying, and desperate for attention. I give you the ick. Thanks for reminding me. Now go shut the fuck up and do something nice. Stupid fucking jackals. Oh my God. I just, I don't get people who their response in hearing this whether you like connor b or not is like you know what i should do dm him and say (laughs) he gives them the ick and is desperate for attention and whatever else that they said about him like go do something else yeah (laughs) this like this like almost like hits a little too close to home because i'm like it i'm so mad about this like whether he's going on the show or not like can you guys calm down yeah like the dm collectively let's all calm the fuck down and chill the fuck out I think Connor B, like, I'm also like, I'm here if Connor B wants to go back on the show. I actually think that would make things really interesting. And I mm-hmm. love when there's a quote unquote character that could potentially be returning to the show that we already know. That's why I was yeah. excited about Blake Jonathan Moynes joining yeah. Katie's season because it's someone we already knew. Maybe question, there had to have been some kind of truth to this. Like, you know That's what I mean? What like, I was going to say, do you think maybe just it's someone else? That and reality, Steve is just getting either the names mixed up. Maybe it's a different Connor, or maybe it's a different person entirely from a past season. But I'm sure they're going to do something of of the sort. Right? Like I can't imagine someone gave reality Steve that tip, and he was it's completely inaccurate. Like I'm sure there's some kind of validity to it. And I wonder if if it was Connor B. I wonder if. He leaked it before Connor ever got there. Like, Connor was going to show up a few weeks late. And now, because of the backlash, Connor doesn't want to do it anymore. Oh, because that's it, interesting. Because okay. it looks yeah. very clear. It looks very clear that um, Connor does not want to do this now. Like, Yes. No, I don't think it's, like, him teasing, like, oh, no, not me, guys. Yeah. And then it actually is. No, I, I definitely believe when he says, I'm not fucking going on that show. And, like, I don't blame you, Connor. Like, if people... that I feel so bad that he got that type of hate. And if you are listening and you were someone that sent those types of messages to him, like, don't follow this podcast because we don't support... I just, like, I hate... Like, you can feel it. You can think, oh, I don't like Connor. Like, he was annoying on the show. I feel this way about him. Feel it. That's it. Don't fucking send a message. Like, that's it. Yeah, get a life. Um, Respectively. Yeah, respectively, please get a life. Um, Maybe it's Connor S, though. Which one's that? The one who's like no, kind he's of dating bro-y. someone. He's dating someone. Oh, you're someone. right. You're right. You're right. I'm trying to think, what other Connors do we know in this world? I'm curious to see, like, cause, because Reality Steve, I don't think, has responded to Connors. So, like, so Reality Steve puts out the spoiler, and he prides himself on getting the tea before anyone else, and Connor is like totally shooting it down. So, what is it? Did you get the name wrong, or was the rumor completely? not accurate or was it going to happen and now it's not right it's one of those three 
It I has think to it's be either name three. wrong or it was going to happen and it's not. I think it was going to happen and now it's not. So curious to see what reality st- Steve says from here because now if like someone else shows up mid-season, then maybe we'll have some clarity yeah. on what happened. It's interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, poor Connor B. I just want him to be happy. He should find someone else who likes wearing cat costumes. Yeah. I know, like, obviously she's now happily married, but, you know, love is blind, Danielle, who like to wear costumes. They'd be perfect. A little costume action. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. And, like, Connor works well with others, so I think he deserves to find love, too. So whether it's being going back on the show, like, also, does this kind of, like, confirm that, like, Connor's probably not going to paradise, but he seems very... Upset and and affected by the the hate that he got. He did also add, though, like, um, he got an outpouring of love. Also, from yours truly, Mm -hmm. I wrote him, and I'm like, I'm horrified that, like, people wrote this to you. I'm so sorry. And I sent him some love because, you know, I appreciate when people are nice Mm -hmm. to me. So he did acknowledge that he got an outpouring of love. I wonder if that would tip the scale now and if the love outweighed the hate, if he'd maybe do paradise. But, I don't know. You know. He's a pleasure to have in class, so moving on. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be the theme, teacher comments. Okay. Moving on. So surprise, fucking surprise. Mm-hmm. Anna Redman and Chris Bukowski are now officially a confirmed couple. Hey, Jackie, did you did you hear that news anywhere else? Like back in like December? You know, that is very interesting. I think I heard it on the best podcast that you could ever possibly listen to in the whole world. It's called She's Batch All Batch. Bachelor Happy Hour. Ever, no, 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 no. It's called She's All Batch. Ever heard of it? Yeah, guys, we called this a long ass fucking time ago when someone submitted a Bachelor encounter that they saw Chris and Anna just like making out at a piano bar. You know what's really funny? That person wrote me. So oh, really? when, That's yeah, so funny. yeah, it all came full circle. So Chris and Anna finally took to Instagram. They did a hard launch of their relationship. They are now out. And I shared the news and I was like, because Us Weekly actually gave us credit and they quoted our podcast, which I was really happy about. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for me to go back into my DMs and ever find people because. I'm getting yeah. these messages all the time. So I wanted to actually reach out to that person, but, you know, it's kind of like finding a needle in a haystack. And that person wrote me, and they're like, so happy I sent you this yeah. uh, Bachelor encounter back in December. So honestly, while the She's All Batch podcast is responsible for putting it out there, it's actually this person that saw them making out at the piano bar. So give it up for that person. I'm sorry I don't have your name right now. So... Interesting, Chris then revealed a little bit more information. So in their launch on Instagram, Chris gives Grocery Store Joe a shout out and said like, shout out to Grocery Store Joe. Uh, Thanks to Joe Amabili for the assist in making this happen. So I didn't know that, that like Joe set Chris and Anna up. That's kind of interesting. And I think it's funny because Chris also said that Kelsey set him and Victoria up when they started dating. Like, oh, right. You're right. Like, do people really need matchmakers when they're in the Bachelor community? I kind of feel like it's fair game for everyone to just, like, reach out Slide to one another. Why yeah, did... but it's like, would you respond to all the DM slides as opposed to, like, if a friend is like, hey, I actually think you guys would, like, really hit it off. Yeah. You know, that's more, um, I don't know, I just think it's easier to connect to someone that way. And And clearly it's, like, coming from a friend who knows you both, so there's probably a better chance that it would actually work. Yeah, you know? and it looks like they're going to be having lots of 
lobsterless mac and cheese in their future because Chris's caption is, when ordering lobster mac and cheese without the lobster starts to make total sense. And then Anna replies, it always makes sense. Oh, wait, that's such a sweet caption. I know. And it's not like we need to, we, it's not like we needed further confirmation that we were on the money with this, but Anna is in fact the girl who ordered lobster mac and cheese sans lobster on the date with Chris, which goes back to our conversation about it. I made the comment that like, <laughs> was this lobster mac and cheese that had the lobster in it and was removed? Or is this just mac and cheese that was supposed to come with lobster and then didn't have the lobster? Regardless, she's just ordering a big bowl of mac and cheese on their date. They're probably right. a serious couple. That was my point right, at the time. Right, right, right. Like, she's clearly very comfortable with him if she's going to make a... Right, you're know. not getting like a mac and cheese side dish as your main entree on a first or second or even third date. Like, you're obviously very comfortable if you're going to be like, yeah, I'm going absolutely off on a bowl of cheesy pasta right now. That also, we can also then confirm that the quote, so much sex Anna was having was in fact with Chris Bukowski. There's a lot well, of things yeah. in the, well, but but now we have confirmation. Like we yeah, knew, yeah. but now the world can know the so mm-hmm. much sex that she was having was in fact with Chris. Yes. Good to know. So great for them. Maybe we'll make some mac and cheese for lunch. Who knows? Yeah, pass the lobster. Just kidding. Oh, no, but put the lo- put the extra lobster on mine. Take it off Stephanie's and put it on mine. Give me double. Did I tell you the other day I was wearing my Invisiwear Gold Star Burst Charm Necklace, and I was getting so mm. many compliments on it because I love it. It's super cute and dainty. Oh, my God. That's and funny. I was like, when I was getting the compliments on it, I was like, dude, if you guys only knew that I can, like, save the world with this necklace. It's not just a necklace, people. It's not just a necklace. It is a discreet safety device. And I want to tell you guys all about it. We've told you guys about Invisiwear before and you really should check it out. So Invisiwear offers a line of safety devices that are disguised to look like everyday accessories. And they're really cute accessories too. They have bracelets, necklaces, fitness bands, keychains, and scrunchies that you can wear around your wrist. And with a click of a button, you can have help on the way. And I think we've literally all experience this feeling before when you're kind of like walking alone to your car in a dark parking lot or if you're taking the subway alone or walking by yourself through the city or any place really you feel that like sinking feeling and you just want that extra layer of protection extra peace of mind knowing that you could get help if you god forbid needed it and so these products are so great because all of them can send out an sos or in some cases literally call 911 and all you have to do is press your device. You don't have to dig through your bag looking for your phone and make it obvious that you're worried and looking for some sort of help. Yeah, so with a double click of a button, your GPS location would be sent to five people that you pre-program ahead of time and help would be on the way. So that peace of mind is so valuable and something that has really given me peace. And like I said, it's cute too. The accessories are accessories that you would like to wear. So dual functioning accessories here, definitely check it out. If you guys go to invisiwear.com, please be sure to use code she's all batch and that will get you 10% off your order. That's invisiwear.com code she's all batch for 10% off. Okay, we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of encounters with Bachelor Nation people and we read it on air. So first we have someone, we have someone that actually participated in Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents' gender reveal? The okay. name reveal. Remember the Amazon Live? Amazon Live means nothing Okay, to so the name reveal. Okay. Uh, well, she wrote gender reveal. 
So I get. So I think both. Or I think they did an Amazon Live for both the gender. And oh, okay. The name. <laughs> okay, go off. Okay. So this person, um, well, her name is Taryn, and that's important to the story. So Taryn writes, I don't know if this counts as a Bachelor encounter, but I thought it was a funny story. I tuned in to Ashley and Jared's Amazon Live gender reveal, and they read my comment. So for the story to make sense, my name is always misspelled and or mispronounced. Her name is Taryn, like Karen with a T. And I have Mm -hmm. a running highlight on my Instagram about all the different ways my name is spelled or said. So I had commented on their live video saying they should get custom help I suck at dating onesies made for their baby. And Jared got really excited and, and of course, said my name wrong. He called me Tanya, which is common. What? Lucky (laughs) lucky for me, Ashley saw what it was and corrected him. I immediately texted my best friend because I was so excited. That was cute. I think it's funny enough that, like, you tuned into an Amazon Live to hear their gender reveal. Yeah, I... That's a wow, story in itself. There's people out there in the world who really are following Dawson Dimitri Brady Haben's journey, even mm-hmm. from the womb. Um, I, I do think it's funny, though, when people say their name or write their name and someone hears something that's totally not their name. Like, how do you get Tanya from Taryn? Or, like, when you go to order a coffee and you're like, yeah, it's Jackie, and they're like... Okay, so like Celeste, it's like, well, it's not what I said. Did you ever, did you see that? It's like a viral picture and it's like, I told, at Starbucks, I told him my name was Mark with a C and then it said Kark, like (laughs) C-A-R-K instead of Mark with a C at the end. Yeah, that's funny. So I guess like it happens, happens to the best of us. Happens to the best of us. But if Jared's going to be working at a coffee shop, he does need to get used to, like, learning people's names quickly for the cups. There you go. We, well, we have no clue if they actually write on the cups, but we'll find out when we go and make mm-hmm. our road trip. Yes. Details TBD. I was about to say details to come. Okay, moving on. Why not keep the theme on Dawson Dimitri Brady's parents because we have another one about Audrey's coffee shop. Oh, you my guys. God. You guys love the coffee shop, and we are so here for it. Okay. I love it so much. This person writes, I know you've gotten a ton of submissions about Audrey's, but here's mine. I'm from Rhode Island. My husband's son and I were on the way to a family party in South County where Audrey's is, and we're a little early, so I asked to stop at Audrey's for a quick coffee. First of all, I love that they had both bachelor and friends decor. Friends decor. We haven't heard about that okay. yet. I, yeah, we have not heard anything about friends decor. This is a new piece of information. Love it. When we were ordering, I noticed Jared through the window into the kitchen. He's probably buttering biscuits back there. I asked the girl taking our order if he would think I was crazy if I took a picture. She said he's used to it. She then pointed out Ashley, who is sitting on some comfy couches with a bunch of other people. And the baby! Dawson ah. Dimitri Brady Haven was there, a spotting? This is like okay, royalty. So that is a celebrity, A-list celebrity spotting. She said, I decided to say hi, and she was super friendly and nice. She asked my name and my son's name. We talked about how great little boys are, as she had initially wanted a girl. I mentioned this all to my husband's family at the party we went to, and even though they don't watch The Bachelor, they knew who Ashley and Jared were. They said they are, quote, big in their community. I forgot to mention the coffee was very good too. And then she shared pictures of the outside and then Ashley sitting at the little table. Nice. I think that's Ashley. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they are big in their community in, in Rhode Island. They're like literally Rhode Island celebs, you might say. I would, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've heard a lot about them like being very present in the coffee shop. And I just always, every single time we hear it, I think it's so nice to hear that they are like really invested in their business. And it's, you know, it's not just something they slap their name on and they're like, okay, we're going to go sit at home. 
while someone else runs this coffee shop. Like they really are invested in like doing it. I, I feel like I've made this Dawson's Creek reference before because people thought mm-hmm. it was funny that he ended up being Dawson and I've made the Dawson's Creek reference. But like when yeah. I hear that Jared is in the back like buttering biscuits and Ashley's there with the baby, it like I feel like it's Pacey and Joey like at like the restaurant on the creek working, yeah. just saving up to get out of Cape Side. Like, that's how I feel like their life is just very humble, even though like they go home and sell like FabFitFun boxes. So it's not exactly. It was pretty surprising to me because I think they were in LA, because Ashley was in LA and was really involved in like working out there, being an influencer, being a host. It was really surprising to me that they eventually ended up moving back to Rhode Island. But I think, I mean, I think it's a really important place to Jared and it's just nice. I think they both are really invested in like their family and this stage of their life now. And it's just, it's nice to see. Yeah. Didn't expect it, but I, it is nice to see. Yeah. Dare I say we're coming around on the Dawson Dimitri Brady's. I know. This next one is really cool because this is actually from the perspective of a musician who played on a date. Oh, like on the show. Yeah. Musician not being like Chase, whatever his name is. What's his name? Yeah, Chase, yeah, yeah. what is it? Chase Rice? Yeah. Don't not like Chase, not, not yeah, it is Chase Rice. Not, not like Chase Rice, but like this is um, a cellist. So someone played the mm. cello, I guess. Right? Okay. <laughs> That's what a cellist plays. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> They write, hi, it's been so nice to listen to your podcast and laugh about all the silly drama and get a break from the real news. I haven't watched the show for a few seasons, and when I stumbled upon your podcast, I started watching the end of Clayton's season. Aw. I have a bachelor encounter. On Peter's season, when they were in Cleveland, a friend of mine was the cellist that played in the background on one of the one-on-one dates. As a cellist, I was excited to see some cello love on TV, and I was looking forward to asking him about it. And then she said when she reconnected with her friend last summer, she said, tell me everything about The Bachelor. He said everyone from production was really nice to him. Peter and his date, who I don't remember who it was, were really nice and appreciative of him playing and thanked him. The cellist got a call last minute. A couple days notice and he said he was there for a long time waiting to film snacking on catering with other production people when they did film they had to do it multiple times he also said it was all very fake and staged so we could like easily go back and look and see which of peter's one-on-one dates had a cello we could probably do a jackie from the future <laughs> okay guys jackie from the future will let you know this is we'll currently jackie dive. from the present but jackie from yeah. the future will come in Okay, hi guys. Jackie from the future here. (laughs) I don't know what I was expecting. I guess what I was expecting for this episode with the cellist, by the way, did some research. It's the episode where they go to Cleveland. It is the one-on-one date with Victoria Fuller. So this is after all of the Chase Rice drama. They go to dinner. They have a whole conversation about like, oh, how weird was it that Chase was there? He's my ex, blah, blah, blah. Then they leave the dinner area, just walk outside to the street, slow dance and make out to the beautiful music of our amazing cellist and it's just like so freaking funny in stage there are so many shots of them just like holding each other hugging making out and i thought i guess that this cellist was going to be part of like a greater musical group like i thought maybe there'd be like a few cellists and like a little bit of an orchestra moment but no it's literally one single cellist our guy but he's sitting there playing absolutely beautifully and um yeah it's episode four of peter season season 24 if you guys want to check it out about 30 25 30 minutes into the episode is where our guy makes his television debut but um yeah really funny 
Um, this isn't done yet. Uh, then she goes, I know you like to hear about money. Yes, we do. I don't remember Ooh, exactly yeah. what he said he got paid, but I remember thinking that I thought it would be more. It may have been a couple hundred dollars, which for the amount of playing he did is good, but it sounds like he was there for a long day. Yeah, they should definitely compensate him for his full time there. He also said producers asked him to choose a piece and they asked specifically for something romantic. If I remember correctly, I think it was the swan. And they also asked him to send a pic of a couple of outfits for them to choose from. So the cellist has to get approved outfits before playing the cello on a date. Like, who's looking at the celloist? Well, it could be from, outfit. like, a camera perspective. Like, they don't want him wearing, like, tie-dye or some, like, crazy pattern or something. True. What I think is interesting, though, too, is, like, not only do they literally not pay the contestants at all on mm. actual Bachelor and um, Bachelorette, the fact that they're paying all these other people who are around all day, like, pretty minimum wage actor rates, honestly. Like, if you were a background actor, you'd make maybe, like, 100 to $200 for the whole entire day, and that's not even counting, like, you bringing your own fucking cello and playing and like exhibiting a talent for literally however many hours he was asked to replay the cello thing. And these people don't get paid residuals or literally anything. The Bachelor is so fucking cheap with how they compensate the people that make the show for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is a man who's going to be replayed on this episode for years to come. And he has like $300 to show for it. And I'm sure they would sell it to him and say, well, you got to play in front of millions of viewers who now watched you play. That's what I'm sure they did with fucking Chase Rice. Like, dude, you want to yeah. sell your album? I mean, I guess like the only reason I know the name Chase Rice is from exactly. The Bachelor. So in that sense, it works. But it's like, do I know the cellist's name? Yeah, no, I don't know the cellist. And I, I don't even know, even though this person wrote it in, she didn't even tell us his name. But she, uh -huh. she concludes with, just remembered one more thing. When he was first contacted, they said it was just a TV show and they didn't tell him it was The Bachelor until he agreed. So they're very secretive. I wonder why they would do that. It's probably all in part of their like way to keep things not spoiled. Like they don't want to know what city right. you're going to next. They don't want to know... They don't want people to figure out, like, who's getting a date. Even though, like, yeah, I doubt the cellist point. is going to, like, <laughs> go to Reality Steve and be like, bro. <laughs> right. It's like, what could he even say? Guys, big spoiler alert. Yeah. Cello on the one-on-one. -on -one <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I think the juiciest part of this is that he said they had to do it multiple times. There were takes. Mm -hmm. So this is, like... Yeah. Like, I believe that the emotions are real on the show sometimes, but I think that if, like... You're slow dancing with Peter and you're making out and then they like make you do it seven more times. I don't know. It's probably not so romantic the seventh time. Right. And especially like the walking in because you know how they always are at dinner and then they walk through mm. a door and then there's the music and they're like, oh my God, like that reaction. How many times do you think they like redo that entrance from like 16 different angles and this poor cellist is playing this whole time? Yeah. Not getting compensated. <laughs> Not getting compensated. Justice for the cellist. I know. But this was a good one, though. I feel like there's a lot of... It's like an unusual... Tidbits. Yeah. Well, because as someone who's like... Like, I've worked on sets and stuff before, it's very interesting to me how all of this sounds so much more like a scripted TV show set mm -hmm. than a reality yeah. show. Or how I would picture a reality show being shot, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know? Well, there's nothing real about this reality. No, I know. But just... Obviously, like, we know that, and, like, especially after weeks and weeks and weeks of doing this podcast, but literally, I find it shocking every single time. Every single time I get more proof to validate our opinions on this, I feel justified. 
Yeah. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have this week. If you have a story or you know someone that has a story or you have a friend that has a story, like go ahead and DM me at She's All Batch and tell me all about it. And maybe we'll talk about it next week. Okay, guys. So we just wanted to address something that happened last week. So last week we had Garrett from Hannah Brown's season on the podcast and after the episode went live it was brought to our attention that in the past Garrett has made some offensive comments that have been very upsetting to our listeners and after doing some research into it those are comments that we obviously do not condone so we decided to remove his interview from the episode. When we initially decided to have Garrett on the podcast we really didn't remember much about him. We just remembered him as the guy who put baloney on his face. The fact of the matter is at the time of the interview, we didn't know he had said those things, but going forward, we just wanted to make it right. Yeah, and with that being said, we don't think this is a reason to go and send anyone hate ever. And we do hope that he has learned and grown from this situation. This is just a decision that we felt most comfortable with. So that is our decision. And we hope you guys know that this is something we take very seriously and we love you guys. And we will continue to hashtag do better <laughs> Stephanie Parker. <Yes. laughs> do better Stephanie Parker and Jackie Maroney. Okay, guys, so I'm here with Grant Kemp. He is known for being on JoJo season of The Bachelorette and also Bachelor in Paradise season three. Hi, Grant. How are you? Thanks for joining good. us. Thank you. It's, it, it's, it's good to talk to you again. I haven't talked to you in a minute. I know. You used to do I my old my old podcast and then my old show before that. So um, I, we've interviewed a few times before, but excited to get to talk to you again. You are most known, I would think from Bachelor, from Bachelor in Paradise you were someone who got engaged on the show to Lace yeah you guys also got tattoos and I think a lot of people want to know what was the whole story behind getting the tattoos was that something that was influenced by production um it actually wasn't so like we were we were on a date um in Salulita and we walked by a tattoo shop and obviously I, I already had a lot of tattoos at the time which I still have obviously and I was like, hey, like, what if we got matching tattoos? Like, I, I don't know. I think that would be fun. You know, just kind of as yeah. like a like a little bit of a joke. But I was half serious because, you know, I'm, I'm spontaneous like that. I don't I don't care. I'll, I'll do it. Right. So then um, when I said that, like, I think, you know, the from a production standpoint, they were like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> let's see if they'll actually like make this happen. Right. So then you know, one of the producers hit me up. He was like, Hey, like, were you serious about that? I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like I'll do it. Right. <laughs> so then they ended up immediately setting up another date to get the tattoos. And, you know, we obviously combined our names yeah. and, you know, so, so the thing with that was, is it was like, for me, I already have so many tattoos and stuff. Like it wasn't as big of a deal to get a tattoo that was just it was like, you know, it's in cursive, it's on the back of, or it's just on my wrist. And, you know, it's, it's yeah. just it's one, one little word, right? It's not like I got it on my face or something like that, you know? So in my mind, like I'm spontaneous, but I'm not stupid. You know, it's, it's like, okay, if this doesn't end up working out, like you can always get it covered up, you know? And so in my mind, it wasn't as crazy of a thing as, you know, I think America thought it was when we got the tattoos, you know? And so- yeah. It, it was it was kind of more fun for me and and yeah I mean it was cute at the time right but um yeah it was definitely everyone was really surprised when that 
happened. I remember. <laughs> that makes sense though. I guess what you're saying is it makes sense because like for someone who doesn't have any tattoos, obviously that would be a way bigger deal than to someone who has a gazillion. Do you regret it at all? Um, I don't actually. I mean, I had fun on the show. Um, I don't regret doing it. I did get it covered up with a uh, rose that's black. Um, and it wasn't out of, out of, out of spite for lace or anything like that. It's like, I've never, I've never had any spite towards her, but, um, it, you know, it was kind of just a little thing for me to move on from the situation since we weren't with each other anymore. Um, right. Have so. you ever gotten any other significant others tattooed on you? I have not. I have not. <laughs> That's the only one. Um, when you get engaged on the show, I feel like I've heard from a lot of people that they really try to in- instill upon you that like once you go to Fantasy Suites, it's like you're either getting engaged or you're breaking up and they don't really like to encourage any sort of in between like let's maybe date outside of this. Did you experience that at all? Was there any sort of push to get engaged or were you fully gung ho about it at the time? You know what? At the time, I was kind of just like, uh, I had kind of decided, I'm just like, I'm just going to do this. You know what I mean? And um, when it was funny, because when I was doing it, when I had decided that I was going to do it, like they, they asked me, like, what do you want to do? And I said what I wanted to do. And I could like, I'm really good at reading people. Right. And like, I could tell something was kind of going on with the other couples on the show, because I don't think they were expecting the other two couples that got engaged on the show to like last as long as they did. I Mm -hmm. think they were expecting like one, maybe two or whatever. But then when there was three couples that made it to the very end um, of that alcohol infused (laughs) four four week situation, like, uh, you know, they were like, are you like, I could tell they were kind of like figuring out how they were going to handle it, you know, because there was a little bit of like, hesitation from their side like they were even asking me like are you sure you want to do this like so it, it for me it was kind of the opposite because the situation on that season was like it, it wasn't we weren't like the couple you know there was two other ones that were you know in the same situation so I didn't get any pressure from them on um you know either like you need to get engaged or like leave the show like it, it was it was never anything like that it was them actually asking me like are you sure you really want to do this? <laughs> oh, interesting. Cause well, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to remember who else on that season was uh, so, get engaged or did get engaged. You had Evan Farley. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and Josh had, and Amanda. Right. Yeah. So they yeah. kind of had their love story regardless. So there was less pressure, I guess yeah. is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. How soon after you were like back in the real world engaged to Lace, did you guys realize it wasn't going to work out? Um, I, um, well, like I was still kind of getting to know her at that point from certain aspects, but like, yeah, we, we had to stay, we were supposed to stay separated for like, I don't know, it was like a couple months or something after the show because like it hadn't aired yet. And so like, they didn't want us getting caught out together and, you know, spoil the entire season of the show. Yeah. You know, so we were like sneaking around and, you know, they were pretty facilitating about it. Like, but um, yeah, like it was kind of when she she moved to San Francisco to live with me. And like, I think I kind of knew that like 
there was a possibility that it wouldn't work out when there was some hesitation on my end with her just like straight up moving in with me, you know, cause I was still getting to know her. It was kind of a lot of pressure, you know? So yeah, um, I didn't let her like fully move her entire life over to my place in San Francisco. I was like, look, just like, you know, you don't need to bring everything over here. Like I live in San Francisco. Like, it, like we should probably move out of the city if you want to like really live with me, live with me, you know? So let's just try San Francisco out for a little bit, see how it goes. And then, you know, if we want to move and get another place, we can. And then it didn't even really, that never even really occurred. Like we looked at other places, but like we were fighting a lot and then it just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you ever consider like when you guys were making the decision to break up, was there any sort of consideration of the fact that, you know, you're, you're a engaged bachelor couple coming off the show that you would be more profitable together than separately in like whatever you wanted to do in the rest of your career, like whether it's influencing or something else in entertainment? Um, yeah, I mean that, that was definitely cause at the end of the day, like nobody's stupid, right? It's like when you're, when you're making a certain amount of money off of, you know, Instagram stuff and all that, cause that was around the time when like people were really like trapping some serious money off of like eight posts on Instagram stuff like yes, that. I feel like you guys hit it right at the perfect time that like a yeah. lot of contestants were getting a significant following from being on the show. Yeah. yeah like people were getting like real followings and like big brands were like hitting us up for like, you know, Instagram yeah. stuff and things along those lines. And so, um, yeah, of course, like the money was really good and everything like that. But at the same time, like from just like a happiness standpoint, like, yeah, of course we thought about it, but like, for me, at least like it really, I was like, I already have other, you know, streams of income and stuff like that. Like this isn't, you know, I don't, I really don't, it's not worth the trouble to like try and create this facade that we're super happy together when it was getting more and more volatile. And like, I didn't want to be in public situations where like, now we're going to end up on TMZ for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're kind of, like look at Lace and Grant, like they're fighting at the iHeartRadio awards. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like arguing on the red carpet type shit, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it was, it was, and it was getting to the point where like, we were kind of at each other's throats to where, we couldn't even really fake it. And so that was when I was like, all right, like this, you know, this needs to be done. Like, and you know, the way that I ended it was, um, it was in a very respectable way. And like, I, you know, I didn't say anything bad about her to I think it was E news that I ran the story through when we separated. And like, I, you know, I didn't want her because like, you know, everyone knew her from the season she was on as like, Oh, the crazy one. She's nuts, blah, 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 blah. blah. So like, I didn't want her to get backlash um, from, you know, exiting the relationship with me from like all the fans of the show, because like they can be ruthless sometimes, you know what I mean? Oh, so absolutely. like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want her dealing with a bunch of shit from all these trolls on Instagram. Like you're crazy. Like you blew it with Grant. Like, so I just, you know, I made sure that everything was very, um, you know, neutral and everything like that. And, you know, I thought that was the right way to handle it. Totally. I mean, and it was very clear, I think, from the time on the show that you guys did care a lot about each other at the time. Why do you think you guys did fight so much? Um, I think that, like, the um, the environment that you're in when you're on the show, mm-hmm. it gives you the opportunity to be completely undistracted by the real factors of the outside life um yeah I mean you're just hanging out on a beach and you're going on these spectacular dates that like most people could never set up 
you know, um, mm-hmm. and it it's very facilitating towards gaining emotion towards a person because there's nothing to do besides get to know that person every single day. Right. So it's like, if, if you were to date somebody, you know, off of like, you know, Raya or hinge or something like that or whatever, like you're going to, you're going to meet them. You're going to hang out with them. You're going to go on one date. Um, and that date might be a couple hours. It might be all night who knows. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, um, given, you know, a month of dating a person, you know, if each person has like a normal job or whatever, you're probably that entire month, you're probably going to spend like, you know, eight to 12 hours really getting to know that individual, you know? Yeah. So, um, the thing is, is like in that environment, you're literally living with that person every single day, you know? So, um, with that being said, it's like, you get to know these things about that person that you wouldn't even know six months into a relationship with a person off the street, because there's so many outside things. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. it takes people a while to open up to each other, but when you're that bored, that's all you do is open up to each other. So like, that's how those like crazy bonds and those, those emotions come from people is because you're in that situation. So, um, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, and I've, you're not the first person who's like explained it in that way as well. Um, when you went on, I'm backtracking a little bit now to the Bachelorette. Yeah. When did you find out that JoJo was going to be the Bachelorette on your season? Um, it was, it was like when I was in the hotel. Like they didn't. Right. Like, okay. They didn't tell us a damn thing, and I, I was hoping it was her because I was like, I wanted it to be her, but like I, we had no idea. Like they had, they, they kept it from us pretty, pretty damn well. Okay, that was gonna be my second question. Um, did you want it to be her? Because I know Kayla was being talked about, um, in the mix as well. No, I for sure wanted it. I, I wanted it to be her for sure. Yeah. Did you? Were you surprised when you went home? Um. No, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised when I went home because of the circumstances. Um, Mm -hmm. and the, and the thing, you know, the conversation that we had and, you know, um, the conversation that led to me going home was one that ended, it was a conversation that was like probably more suited for like off camera, but because we had the conversation on camera, I don't think she was super happy about it. And that was the reason that, that, you know, I went home probably earlier than I would have had we not had that conversation. Wait, can you remind me what conversation you're talking about? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't on camera. It got edited out of the show. There was, uh, there was an article in People Magazine that, that came out about something involving her ex-boyfriend. And like, I, I had, I had asked her about it and it wasn't, it it was bad timing. Um, Mm -hmm. I can tell that like when we were talking about it, it she, she was like not happy with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, wait, what came out about her ex-boyfriend? Um, I'm like going to Google this now. <laughs> there, there was, I'm, I'm trying to even like remember myself and I, yeah. I can't to be honest with you. I can't even remember the exact conversation. I just know that like I hit her up about it. Um, and it was not something that she wanted to like speak about on camera because he was trying he was trying to kind of ruin her season a little bit from what I remember. He was like talking to the tabloids and stuff. And like, um, I don't, I don't remember exactly what I asked her about. I think it might've even just been like a generalized question about like what's going on. Like what's mm-hmm. this, 
feel like what's the history behind it? Like, are you over him or like, whatever. I, th- I think it was something along those lines. Like it wasn't anything terrible, but like it kind of put her in like an awkward spot, if that makes sense. And yeah, it, it for sure pissed her off. How did you even find out that there was um, like some the, sort of tabloid thing going on? There, there was when I wasn't in the spa, but a couple of the guys were in the spa and like there happened to be a people, mag- an, an American version of people magazine in South America in the spa. <laughs> oh my. Okay. But like there happened to be, or do you think yeah. that was maybe planted there to get, to get someone to have that conversation with her? You know exactly what I'm saying. It was like a current issue. It was a crisp current copy. Right. Conveniently placed right there in the spot for your reading pleasure. It was a great job by production, honestly, because it it, like everyone's drunk in the first place. You're like, oh, my God, what is this? You know, it's like, oh, God. Wait, that's hilarious, actually. And I mean, whoever uh, did that was that's that's great production, honestly. So hats off to, you know whoever were it was they, were there other guys that talked to jojo about this after seeing the magazine or did they just have you go talk to her about it um i'm not sure i think okay. it was uh yeah i that that's kind of a little bit of a blur i don't remember mm-hmm. um who who else talked to her about it but i know that i did and it did not go well so <laughs> yeah right um and that then that whole conversation was off camera then so they kind of protect no well, it, was it filmed but it just wasn't no, aired. it was it was filmed and okay. that's why that's why she was mad about it because it wasn't like there i didn't i didn't ask her about it in like an intimate setting where there wasn't cameras and that's that's really hard to do it in the first place you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's hard to off. Um, right i just think it's interesting that that like that's kind of um a big thing that also conveniently did not make the final edit kind of protecting Jojo's reputation in a way. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was, you know, with my ex from the Australian show that I was on, mm-hmm. uh, there was, you know, that, that whole, that whole scandal that happened with her, like, um, you know, with, with her season, it, all the guys on her season were talking about it so much. They had to at least acknowledge it in an episode. Okay. I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you've brought it up, just to clarify for people that don't know the situation in like one or two sentences, do you want to explain? Um, yeah, I mean, so basically I went on bachelor in paradise in Australia. I ended up leaving the show with a girl named Allie and she, she was super sweet. And like at the end of the day, um, long story short, short, story short, whatever you want to call it. I brought her out to LA. Um, she ended up cheating on me with one of my friends in my own house. And then I kicked her out and they ended up making her the bachelorette mm-hmm. the next season in Australia. And like, there was a bunch of stuff in the media, a bunch of drama. I was on, you know, iHeartRadio right. explaining my side of the situation. And they still made her the bachelorette in Australia because they had already decided it. They had already filmed the promos for it. Like there was no, there was no stopping it. And, you know, the network was kind of, blocking my side of the story and I finally got my side of the story out and it, it all came out the first episode of her season and then it all the guys were talking about it on her season so much that they had to acknowledge it oh my god wait now I need to like go back and watch bachelor so, at Australia to see what because that's kind of crazy it was a it was a yeah you can read there's a lot of articles about it. there was there's one of the I think in Australia one of the biggest reality tv scandals in history honestly there yeah Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So um, there's lots to read on that. <laughs> <laughs> you, and you feuded a lot with Chad on the show. Yeah. 
how much of that was played up for the cameras or even just like produced situations or was that genuine? There was a lot of instigating from okay. like production, honestly, but like that's that's what they're there for, right? Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, there there were some issues and like we we would get pissed off at each other and we would flash on each other and like half the arguments weren't even on camera. Like sometimes we were cool, sometimes we weren't. And then to to keep it going, what Chad did was he started banging everybody's ex. Like he banged Robbie's ex, he banged my ex, and and he was like. <laughs> It's like posting it all over Instagram and like the, the ex, <laughs> my ex that he was banging after the show, like she was, she had tried to create like a smear campaign against me um, because she thought that she was actually like a reality TV producer herself, but just on some other shows that I won't speak of. But she, she, um, she thought that I left her to go on the show. And like, I, I didn't do that. I had actually broken up with her. And then a month later, like I put my name in to be yeah. on the show. And they, they, they called me the next day. And a month later I was on the show, like they were done with casting, everything was finished and they bumped somebody to put me on the show because they wanted me on the show. So in her mind, there was no way that like, I had just gotten on the show like that. She thought I went behind her back, talked to one of her friends, broke up with her and went, went on the bachelorette. So she was like, out to get me. You're um, dropping so, so many bombs right now. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. So you were dating someone before going on the show. Fine. Yeah. Whatever you broke yeah. up. And yeah. then after the show, she started dating. Chad- Fight, yeah <laughs> but also someone robbie was dating as well yeah his yeah okay. whoever his chick was before the show <laughs> chad started banging was her too. chad it, doing this was this coincidental or was this chad trying to get a reaction out of you guys it, it was both it was both because they they wanted they you know out of spite they're gonna hook up with somebody from our season you know um and that's what they did <laughs> Oh, the girl. Oh, I see what the, you're saying. The, the girlfriends. The girls, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Crazy. I remember it was like on the cover of People magazine or something. It was like JoJo's Bad Boys. And it was like me, Robbie, and like uh, Chad. Oh, my God. <laughs> we weren't on the cover, but there was like text on the cover. Like, I remember I was in I was in like a Safeway and I was like, oh, my God, dude, what is this shit? <laughs> but That's yeah, insane. Yeah. And I did not know that. Yes. <laughs> bringing it back though to the time on the show so we have had chat on the show before and um he was when we asked him kind of about the whole situation where like they brought in security guards um but he he oh, claims it, that that was only when cameras were rolling no one was actually afraid no. of him did you no. see that whole situation or yeah what's your take on it that was that was all, all for like that was all for nobody was actually like afraid of him like that there was no like it wasn't that nuts. And like, mm-hmm. I remember when, when we did the men tell all, like we ended up in the same Uber on the way to Warwick in LA. Like we, we ended up, we, he like jumped in the suburban with us and it was like, nothing happened. Like, the, like <laughs> okay. So he know. was telling the truth then it, yeah, that he, it was all played up. Like, yeah. I think we still follow each other now. Like I haven't seen him in a long time, but like, it, it's it, like, we're not like, it really wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it yeah. was just, Guys being guys being wasted and caged up in a cabin in Pennsylvania. Right. You keep saying wasted. And obviously this is before they've put in like the rules of, although I've heard from other people, the rules are very um, questionable about how many drinks they'll allow you to drink per hour on the show. Would you say that the majority of the time you guys are just like sitting around drinking? Pretty much. I mean, my, okay. So the paradise that I was on was the last season where it was like, right. 
we were like out of control. Like we were, it was, uh, it was, yeah, we were, we were going hard, you know, but like Mm -hmm. the seasons after that, after that certain incident in the hot tub happened, they, they like completely revamped from like a liability standpoint, the whole like drinking structure of the show. And I wasn't on it. Um, they asked me to go on it like last year. And I said, no, because I was dating somebody, but, um, like they, when I was in Australia, um, they were only allowing two drinks an hour, which Mm -hmm. is like basically nothing if you're, you're like a full grown adult, but like, right. Um, you know, they, there's, there's kind of ways around it a little bit. And like, you know, we would, I would like steal bottles of champagne and shit and like, hide in my room. well, and I've you also know? heard from people too. It's like when they want to get some, I think someone said this a few episodes ago, I don't remember, but when they want to get someone to do something, right. They kind of want to produce something and push someone to confront a certain person or say a certain thing. Somehow conveniently, the rules are all out the window and they'll give you four shots of tequila in a row. So it's a bit interesting that way. That's never happened to me. Okay. I can't. That's never happened to me. I've never been like fed alcohol in preparation for like a blowout that's going to make great TV, if that's mm-hmm. what you're saying. Like, it, you know, I mean, yeah. I, like, I, they, they never pushed any alcohol on me or anything like that to like get something out of me. Like, but then again, like, I don't know, I was pretty easy to deal with and I was very respectful to like, you know, yeah. everybody that and stuff like that. So, which is probably why I kept you know, I was on a couple seasons of it. Right. But like, um, yeah, I mean, there's the, the thing is, is like, as, as you know, it being TV, like it does have to be entertaining. Like nobody wants to watch an episode. Like, like everyone sits there and drinks wine to watch blowouts. That's what reality TV is. Like, it's about drama, you know? So if you don't have that, then you don't have a show. <laughs> True. No, you're not you know? wrong. So, yeah. so it's like, so it's like something has to happen to where, you know, that's what production is, is it's instigating things at the right time while still keeping things, you know, um, very, very uh, fluid, I guess you could say very natural. That's, that's the art of like producing reality TV is it's, it's, it's creating situations where you put two people into a room and you just get that natural reaction and then everybody gets to watch it <laughs> yeah i mean pretty you could be a reality tv producer yourself you got it all figured I, out great producer <laughs> <laughs> so you do music now um that's something yeah. that you are pursuing you have a song called no more roses and in the video you are the bachelor giving out roses I can did. you can you explain how this song came to be did you write it yourself what do the lyrics like mean to you so basically I was working with this indie label out of Nashville and um, we had already written the song um, before ABC had asked me to go on Bachelor in Paradise mm-hmm. again. Like then I decided to release that song. Like I already had the song on deck and like they'd asked me to do the show. I had said, no, I was like, oh, I mean, this, this seems like a good time to release the song. So, um, I mean, it was just about kind of, um, you know, the frustration that I've had when it came to actually trying to date after being on those shows. Um, because it takes you from like your everyday guy to now when you date a girl, it doesn't matter what season you were on, how many seasons ago it was, they're going to have a friend that watched you on TV and they're going to have a friend that has a million questions for you. And it creates a situation where people look at you in a different way. And now they're, 
now they're looking back in a chronological order at every girl you've dated over the past, you know, four or five years and what happened and this, that, and the other. And so it's like, it creates situations where it's harder to date, you know, a girl that's used to just being with a guy that works for, you know, Facebook or whatever. Right. Right. Um, you don't have to deal with the bullshit of like his past relationships being in the media, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And it's, um, that's why I kind of released the song was because I was like, I don't know if I'll find a girl on another one of these shows again that I can actually have a relationship with. Right. It's like, yeah, there's a chance, but I think I was on the show um, during that time where Instagram was like just starting to just really blow people up. And mm-hmm. so within that, it's still kind of in that area where people were just going on the show just to kind of go on the show without like a crazy agenda. And then like, even like, you know, the third season I was on, like you could feel the shift of like people trying to work angles and planning things before the show even started, like just to get more clout and screen time and shit like that, just just to try and blow up their followings on like social media and stuff so it was like it turned into this like fun thing on the beach where like you could meet somebody that was super hot and like spend a month on vacation with them to like (laughs) how many followers does this person have and like like how can we finesse this and it was like damn dude like it used to kind of be like this cute fun thing and like now it's kind of like not to say i would never do it again but it's like it's hard to kind of go into it um with that same kind of happy-go-lucky like maybe I'll meet somebody here attitude, you know, it's like yeah. now, now everyone's sizing each other up. Like how much, how much fucking clout does this person have? It's like, damn dude. Like, you know, so yeah, absolutely. That's, no. that's what that song was about. Totally. Have you witnessed people slash, would you like to share about someone kind of plotting that type of thing before going on a season of paradise? Um, there's definitely been some like, <laughs> I remember when uh, I was talking, they were, yeah, I mean, there's definitely. (laughs) You don't have to, if you don't want to. (laughs) I don't want, I don't want to drag anybody, you know, (laughs) Sure. because it's like, you can argue it from both angles, right? Because it's like now everyone knows, everyone knows what, what they're doing and everyone knows that you're going to get some sort of followers from Mm -hmm. going on the show. And so it's like, you can't sit here and say like, you went on reality TV with the 100% purpose of like just finding love. Like everybody wants to like live like a straight rock star for like a couple months after it shows out and everyone knows who you are, mm-hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, there's always going to be another season and people really aren't that worried about you in a year. Right. You know, <laughs> no, totally. Um, I mean, and I also don't think that the two things have to be mutually exclusive too, right? Like you could be going on the show aware of the opportunities that it could, could provide you and be open to meeting someone great. Um, but I know people have been kind of plotting their, uh, their time on the show, especially in like the past season and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it goes back to that whole thing every season, like here, here for the right reasons, you know, the right reasons, right reasons. And it's like, you know, there's that you can always tell when somebody's like genuinely just chilling and they're there trying to have a good time. And they're like, if something happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then you see the people that are just like, like just finessing and scheming and like manipulating and plotting. It's like, you are a demon. You are a full demon and I don't trust you. <laughs> oh my God. you know? Yeah, no, I do. Um, so do you want to talk about your other music though? Besides this one song about the bachelor? Um, it's all really great. It's all really catchy. Um, what other stuff do you have coming up? 
Um, so I have a couple releases coming out in the near future. Um, I have one coming out with an artist called Wes X. He's, he's super talented. I actually found him on Spotify myself and I hit him up. Um, I've had some pretty, pretty solid features over the past year. Um, and on, uh, what is it going to be May 13th? Um, I have a song coming out that I'm super excited about. It's called, uh, don't answer. Um, and, and that one, um, I think that one's going to get a pretty big push. I think it's going to do really well. So that one we're, we're, we're hoping that that song hits the radio and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably going to be, you know, one of the first songs that's kind of a more commercial mainstream song. That's going to hit those, those channels that like, you know, I think a lot of households are going to hear. So I've been working super hard on music for the past, you know, few years. And, and, um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about where I'm at and the, you know, the place everything seems to be headed to. So. That's so cool. And so exciting. So where can people find it? Just like searching Grant Camp on Spotify. Yeah. So, um, May 13th, I chose Friday the 13th to drop, drop the song, you know, just because. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. This, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about how, how the song ended up, you know, as a finished product and everything. And it's, it's very, very fun, vibey song, um, that I think will get stuck in most people's heads. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, and write us a nice review if you feel so compelled to do so. And join our Facebook group. We have so much fun chatting with you guys and interacting with you. We do polls of what you want to hear about on the show. Sometimes we tease who our guest is going to be beforehand. We share Bachelor news in real time and chat about it, and it's so much fun. The link to the group will be in the episode description, so definitely check it out for more content. Also, shout out to our sponsor, Invisaware. You guys can go to invisaware.com and use code She's All Batch for 10% off of discreet yet super cute safety accessories, necklaces, bracelets, scrunchies, even that can get you help if you need it. And shout out of the week goes to our girl Marina. We fucking love Marina. She is in our Facebook group, and this is the girl that uh, made the video about singing Clayton's Corner. Oh, she's yes. Okay, so this, let me give you a little backstory. So Marina made a video and posted it in our Facebook group and she's singing Clayton's Corner, you know, that mm-hmm. Spotify number this, one hit. Like literally the bop of the century. Right? Yeah. And that's going to be like your wedding song one day. I know. <laughs> so romantic and she was singing it and she was just saying some you know really sweet things about us she said that we had star quality and she loves listening to the podcast and we're her favorite podcast and marina girl we love you we thank you so much for the support and your video like it put a huge smile on my face and i know me too it was it's just so cool to hear that you guys like this stuff that we say and do like resonates with you guys and you are like literally singing to Clayton's Corner in your car. I, I love it. It makes me so happy. Thanks, Marina. You are a true diehard. We love you. And let's give her one just, you know, because the people want what they want. A one yes, and a two and a three. It's Clayton's, Clayton's Corner. Corner. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> eh? Eh? All right. Yeah. Sure. We're literally star quality. Yeah, Marina said it herself, so it must be true. Hashtag corn giveaway.
Just going to yeah. throw that at the end of every single episode until we can make that happen. I think it, it could really happen, guys. So we say it's a joke now, but joke will be on all the people who didn't enter when right. it becomes real. Right. And I must share while we're talking about it that I literally got a DM from someone that's like, wait, how do I enter the corn giveaway? Like, people think this is real. So. It is. To some people, it is. It is. Sweet anyway. Corn from Chris Souls's farm, that's like a dream come true for Stephanie, especially. Yeah. I'll go and get the corn myself, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'll go travel yeah. there and I'll be like, I'm just here to collect the corn, nothing else. After we go to Audrey's coffee house, <laughs> we're going to Chris Souls's farm. I'm there. Uh, to say at the Airbnb that literally is on Airbnb is Okay, Chris you can farm. stay at the Airbnb. I'll just find somewhere else to stay. Where? Like uh, literally 75 miles out from the farm. I don't know. Is the nearest. I was hotel. implying that I would stay with Chris, but I'm taking this joke too oh. far. I'm a married lady. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, love you lots, guys. Is that it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so. All right. Bye, bitches.